they willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Well, you know, uh, we want to send our heartfelt condolences to the Hardaway family. Uh, Lynette Hardaway, Diamond of Diamond and Silk, died yesterday, and uh, there's no cause of death. She was 51 years old, but wow. So uh, Donald Trump put out a uh, a statement and uh, basically made a statement and said this. He said, really bad news for Republicans and frankly all Americans. Our beautiful diamond of diamond and silk ju- has just passed away at her home in the state she loved so much, North Carolina. Silk was with her all the way and at her passing. There was no better team Anywhere or at any time, Diamond's death was totally unexpected. Probably her big and precious heart just plain gave out. Rest in peace, our magnificent Diamond. You will be greatly missed. So that's pretty sad news. I was surprised to learn about that yesterday. And, um, you know, there is this uh, hashtag going on and trending, and it's uh, called Died Suddenly. And... You know, it, it, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, excessive death going on around the world, particularly in areas where the COVID uh, vaccines were mandated in strict force. So, uh, just something to look into. You know, the, I was looking at the um, I was looking at the uh, you know the uh, Fox and Friends today, and they were talking about that, and they were saying. You know, it would be nice to know, like, De- DeMar Hamlin has left Cincinnati and he's back in Buffalo and he's still in stable condition and he's still getting treatment at the hospital in Buffalo now. But he was able to move from Cincinnati to Buffalo. But, you know, no one seems to really know exactly what caused his problem. And nobody knows whether he was vaccinated and they don't even want to talk about it. 
openly. We're still in a we're still in a country where we have to deal with this. Um, we're still in a country where we we are dealing with this censorship, you know, and it's uh, it's gotten really bad. And we're we're still in the country also where we have two standards of justice. And take into consideration the big news that's come out where and, and frankly it's not even that big of news. I mean, really in the in the grand scheme of things, when you think about this, you think, well, this happens almost every presidency that uh the president has some archival data that's top secret or uh, top secret, and um, and it's sitting there in a in a box somewhere. The problem is the two standards of justice that Merrick Garland is all about, and to think that Barack Hussein Obama wanted to weaponize the Supreme Court like he has weaponized the entire government. And that's a scary thing. Hitler did it. He he got the SS to uh, go through neighborhoods and comply. Uh, the Assad family had uh, people go through communities and make sure they didn't have any guns and made sure they were doing the right things. Yeah, radical, tyrannical Muslim countries make sure that the women have their uh, hijabs down, uh, their, their veils down, uh, make sure that they, they're uh, not showing uh, any skin above the ankle, you know, things like that. And, and you'll get caned and whipped and and punished if that happens. Meanwhile, you know, you get victims like Ashley Babbitt and Michael Byrd, the murderer, the racist, the liberal, registered Democrat, shoots her point blank in the neck, kills her, and he doesn't even get to go to court. He doesn't even get an investigation. Yet, if your officer Sicknick, who died after the event from an aneurysm or something like that, um, they're going to now sue Donald Trump for uh, that type of thing. It's absolutely insane, the two standards of justice. The fact that Merrick Garland is looking into uh, Trump, who has had his team of attorneys cooperating with him to release documents, and the fact that you got people like Joe Biden sitting there and talking out of both sides of his mouth about all that, and... um, you just one one has to wonder, you know, where their where their principles are, where their spine is. You know, they don't have a spine. They don't have any principles anymore. There's nothing left. I mean, it's it's really hard to to respect something that you just it's just disgusting. And so we have this um clip I'm going to play here. Um, of this montage. And th- this is a good one right here. This is uh, Joe Biden, right? And uh, it's kind of kind of funny. This was a Fox and Friends thing I heard today, and I said, yeah, that's pretty good. I'm going to go ahead and play that. I don't have those clips. 
So I was going to use them for these clips, and this is a pretty good one. So uh, again, this is about, okay, so what is this about? This is about the hypocrisy. This is the hypocrisy of Joe Biden getting caught with his pants down with top documents that were found before the midterm elections and top secret documents, SCI documents, like really, really secret documents. And I bring all this up because there's another report that says there's a reason why Joe Biden and the Biden crime syndicate was hired by Barack Obama. See, these people, Hillary, the Clintons, Hillary Clinton, Barack Hussein, and Joe Biden, all, they didn't, they didn't look at America to serve. They looked at America to fleece. They looked at America to rob, to destroy. And that's the bigger picture for today. This double standard and stuff is just fodder, theater. But let's not ever forget, though, what this is really, truly all about. Like I read that yesterday, we are fighting to protect our family. One day we used to fight to protect our country. But right now we don't even know what we're defending anymore. It's why our armed services recruitment is down. Because it used to be that soldiers would step up because they wanted to challenge themselves. And now it's just become this woke thing because of General Milley and uh, Austin and the, the pe- leader, leadership at the Pentagon and the corruption at the CIA. I was watching another report um, <clears throat> A documentary about Barry Seal, the you know gun uh, gun running, drug running uh, air pilot that was working with the Bushes and Bill Barr and the Sandinistas and and the Bush, you know Herbert Walker Bush, and they were doing all kinds of le- illegal things, and the CIA was all part of it. And I am still going to be doing that CIA show and CIA JFK whatever. It's it's going to be JFK, CIA, but it's going to be CIA on up through um, Nixon and Watergate, their involvement there, their uh, involvement with Reagan, and their involvement you know, in terms of assassinating Reagan, trying to assassinate. And it mainly uh, how you have these, uh, the, the Bush family was big into the CIA. And the secret societies and things like that. Because these things are big problems for our country. No, the Obamas didn't have those types of connections. But that's why they were puppets. And, you know, when you have corrupt people, it's like, look, just don't get caught. I won't sign this bill. You know, I'll just only give Ukraine blankets and pillows. And... uh you can do the rest, and you'll make a huge mint doing it, a lot of profit in, you know, in black market military contracts. A lot of profit. And people like Mitt Romney and Kofor Black and everybody got in on it. Well, 
you know, these secret documents, the reason why they're secret, you know, there's no reason, there's no benefit. CIA has documents 60 years old for the JFK assassination. Why are they still secret? There's no trade craft going on there that's, that, that Russia, Russia and China don't already know. So what really is it? It's a cover-up. And our government is covering everything up. It's covering COVID up. It's covering climate up. It's covering uh, everything that we are seeing. Two standards of justice to shut people up and silence people. And if you don't shut up that way, we'll kill you. And all of this is happening. Just we'll Epstein you. We'll Arkansas you. You know, that kind of thing. It's a, it's a very, very tough, ugly business, the political business. And you just wonder, you got to ask yourself the question, why is it so valuable to people? Why is it so valuable to people to be in governmental power? And I would say that in part because it's hugely profitable. It's a way to become a millionaire overnight. That 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 shouldn't be... The way that's not certainly not the way our founding fathers drew it up. And there are solutions to these problems if they could ever just get voted on. Today, we're also going to go over the list of chair. There's going to be a, a vote. Steve Scalise put out a list, and there's going to be a vote count uh, for chairman. Uh, there's going to be uh, a setup of all the chairs of all the committees. And that should be interesting. So we're going to go through that list today as well. So let's take a listen to, though, the hypocrisy of this. It's kind of interesting. It's just fun to listen to. And said, hey, he's breaking the law. you got to do something about it. But not him. the president. He would never condemn Donald Trump prematurely. Well, that's the beauty of videotape. Roll it. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself? looking at that image. How that could possibly happen. How one, anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. And see, when he's talking about sources and methods, that's important because he also is talking about that SCI stuff, uh, sensitive compartmented information. That is information from intel sources, and sometimes it's very revealing about, you know, the information essentially reveals who it is from, and you hate for that kind of information to get out because then people can die. So a small number of documents, they say, with classified markings, some more significant than others, and of course they emphasize locked closet. I've seen about two or three in my life. Here is other Democrats reacting when a similar thing was discovered at Mar-a-Lago when they asked the president for documents. He went back and forth, said he was cooperating. Next thing you know, a massive raid takes place. This is the way they took uh, the revelations that there were documents at Mar-a-Lago. If uh, the Trump people represented that they provided all the classified or national security information and didn't, uh, that's a serious problem. No one is above the law. Yep. And the rule of law in a democracy, um, you know, has to 
be our standard. No person is above the law, not even the president of the United States, not even a former president of the United States. The intelligence community needs to do its risk and damage assessment about how Donald Trump's very reckless handling of these documents might have harmed our national security. This was not a mistake that these documents landed, you know, at Mar-a-Lago. This is what he intended. Uh, and it also, by the way, shows uh, that they really want to get these documents back. And every second that they're at this beach house uh, in the possession of Donald Trump uh, is a risk to our national security. Well, see, gonna, what, yeah. what they did is they all bro- broke one of the cardinal rules of politics. And that is when you are yelling at somebody on the other side, make sure nobody on your side has done the same or make sure thing. You're- Bingo. <laughs> so, yeah, break down his door. You know, we don't want to live in a country like that. Like I was saying in the beginning here, it's really not, you know, it's understandable that they may have some of these documents. It's careless and it's wrong. And maybe there should be some sort of a fine. But for the most part, the problem we're having is the two standards of justice. If you're going to do it to one, it's sort of like me too or any other thing. Right. But it's always the Democrats that are actually trying to put the conservatives in a box. And it's very much the same tactic as the global elites are doing to the middle class. Think about it. So while, you know, the Democrats are trying to keep the uh, and they did this successfully with the abortion issue, and that's why they won the abortion issue in the midterms. Because, and it was my idea that I said, accuse them of infanticide, and then they're either going to have to pull away from infanticide and lose their radical left base, or they're going to have to declare where they stand if they defend against infanticide. And if they support infanticide, right, which is death after the birth, um, if they support infanticide, which a lot of radical lefties do, then you got to say, okay, well, they're going to lose the, the center. They're going to lose the independence. So that was an easy issue to win. But the Republic, I never heard a Republican, otherwise I would have played the clip on how to do it. But no Republican. I remember uh, Herschel Walker and Warnock and Katie Hobbs getting away with that question. I remember Jean-Pierre dodging the question. Where does the president stand on, uh, what does the President Biden stand on, you know, uh, the heartbeat bill and, and infan- you know, whatever. They never use the word infanticide. See, that word infanticide is, is, a, uh, is an electric word, you know, it's like a buzzword. And so you could just use it, right? And they could say, okay, I don't support any government interaction whatsoever. Then you support infanticide. No, I don't. And they say, well, if the doctor supports infanticide, you're saying the law shouldn't get involved. Is that what you're saying? So you're saying that it's, it could be legal to do that. And it will be done. And they have to do better. So as soon as they answer the question, it's them that starts to lose either their base or the independent. Whichever way they sway, it's a win for the Republicans and it's a loss for the Democrats. And that's how you win that argument. That's how you win elections. 
And people like uh, uh, Ronan McDaniel didn't get the memo. And a lot of these candidates failed miserably on that question. I mean, certainly it's easy to win the economy question. It's easy to win the open border, border security question. It's easy to win uh, debating over Afghanistan and that debacle. But there were so many other ways to win. And you got to ask yourself why we perform so, you know, why the Republicans perform so uh, poorly. One big good bit, bit, bit of uh, one good piece of good news. <laughs> one good piece of good news is Mark Green beats Dan Grenshaw in the race to chair Homeland Security. So the guy that's calling all Trump supporters terrorists and the enemy of the country, <laughs> you know, the flag waving Trump supporters. Uh, you know, he called us basically all deplorables. Is he any different than Hillary Clinton, Dan Crenshaw? So he came out a big loser for the week last week. But Texas uh, Republican Representative Mark Green has been selected to chair the powerful House Committee and Homeland Security, beating Representative Texas GOP Dan Crenshaw for the position. Green, a combat veteran described by his colleagues as a rising star in the party, said that strengthening the border would be a top priority as he gears up to helm the panel. Green is a member of the House Freedom Caucus, good, giving conservatives a win and placing them in more positions of power as Republicans assume the majority. Green has maintained a strong relationship with leadership helping Kevin McCarthy get over the finish line during his heated floor battle for Speaker, the Washington Examiner reported. So Green received a key endorsement from conservative Clay Higgins of Louisiana. I, I like Clay Higgins. He has that nice little accent, and uh, you... Um, <laughs> He he. Uh, we played a clip of, from Clay Higgins, and uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on it. But it was superb, superb. Uh, it was about oh, it was Mayorkas about the open borders. Yeah, he was he was great. Who ultimately decided not to pursue the gavel despite having top seniority. Uh, contested steering races were expected to take place ahead of the House's holiday recess. Okay. So there it is. Mark Green is leading that up. That's uh, uh, good news because anything would be better than Dan Crenshaw. Uh, he's just a, a bad, bad egg. So Last Refuge, Sundance, uh, the conservative treehouse, says this. You'll forget why Obama picked the Biden crime syndicate in the first place back in zero eight. He said this, y'all, you all forget why Obama picked. Makes me think of Georgia and how they clobbered TCU 60 to 7. <laughs> Was that the score? That is an insane score for a national championship. I love college football, but that got, that got downright boring. There's a lot, a lot of uh, highlights for Georgia. That's good. I wish they're, I wish they won as many seats as they did scored points. Um, you know, but uh, what we're realizing is is that Obama was more corrupt than I think we even thought he was. I mean, 
We knew we hated America. Vitriol, hate. From, it comes from a source of hate in his heart and discrimination and things like that. Um, reverse discrimination, you might want to call it. But as Vice President Joe Biden took classified documents from White House to private office storage in Washington, D.C., according to multiple media reports, it was discovered a week prior to the midterm elections. Huh. That pen, you know, pen. Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement. <laughs> he knows nothing about globalism, uh, diplomacy and global engagement. He knows about globalism. But if you, if Afghanistan is any, any uh, gauge, you know, the foreign policy, the foreign services in the State Department don't know what the hell they're doing. They're botching Ukraine because it's a laundering scheme. No one's winning or losing in Ukraine. And there's a good piece. I'm going to be playing it here. Uh, and we're going to pivot to this because I have a clip from the Scott, Scott Adams show clip from December 2nd, 2017. I'm going to play it today. But first, I'm going to play Tucker Carlson's open and take a listen to this. Because what he says about Ukraine is that we're not winning or losing Ukraine. It's, it's, it's for a whole set of other reasons. And I said the same thing about ISIS in 2017. And that these schemes that are going on with the government that result in perpetual wars like Afghanistan, these wars that never end, are all part of the way that the military-industrial complex gets fed. And it's all this money that's being wasted. It's a cottage industry. It's like a pop-up industry that just pops up. People rake in all kinds of money. And it's also a theft from the working middle class that really is, is, is like the straw that broke the camel's back. The middle class is getting crushed. We can't even afford. In Paris, they're, they're taking it into the streets right now in Paris. In Paris, what they're doing is they're complaining that they can't afford food in Paris. Let's take a listen. It's funny how huge history-altering events can take place in this country and around the world, and most people seem to have no idea they happened. It's not that Americans are stupid. It's that our media outlets, often under direct pressure from the U.S. government, suppress those stories, the stories that matter. The effect of this arrangement, and by the way, it's the intended effect, is to leave the population of the United States dangerously ignorant on questions that affect their lives. At this point, you have to wonder if the average, say, New Yorker is really better informed than a factory worker in Pyongyang, North Korea. Tucker Carlson. Probably not. Both have been effectively blindfolded by information monopolies. And if you doubt that's true, ask your neighbors, who's winning the war in Ukraine? And of course, they'll tell you that Ukraine is winning. Duh. That's what they've seen on the Today Show every morning for the past 11 months. And not just on the Today Show, but on virtually every media outlet in America, apart from Colonel Doug McGregor's appearances on this show, for which he has, needless to say, been condemned as an agent of Putin. But he's pretty much alone. Here's the version that most Americans see. President Zelensky described the time as the beginning of the end of the war. Does he have that right? 
Well, I think it's clear that Ukraine is winning. The Ukrainians are on the offensive. They're winning this war right now. Why would you want to stop supporting the Ukrainians when they are winning on the battlefield? Ukraine is winning, but they haven't won, and Russia is losing, but they have not lost. Right now, I think it's fair to say Ukraine has the upper hand. Ukraine is winning its war thanks to the enormous support we and and others have provided, and we need to keep the pressure on Putin. You know, what's interesting about that is that they're saying Ukraine is winning because they want you to, but but they're not across the finish line yet, so we're almost there. Isn't that what they did with COVID? They said, if you just get the vaccine, uh, you know, we'll cross that finish line. It's the same playbook, folks. They do it every single time. They never really want to win it. They just want to milk it. They don't want to eat the meat. They want to milk the cow. Well, that was just last month. I think it's clear that Ukraine is winning, says defense contractor Barry McCaffrey with what sounds like hard-earned authority. Ukraine is winning, says Michael McFall of Stanford University. Ukraine is winning, says Hillary Clinton. Ukraine is winning, proclaimed the entire American media establishment. And anyone who suggests otherwise must be working for Russia. That's what they've been telling you relentlessly because they want you to think we're on the winning team. And most Americans believe them because how could they know otherwise? They don't have sources in Ukraine. So you can imagine the shock that Washington Post readers must have experienced this weekend when they read the op-ed by Robert Gates and Condoleezza Rice. Now, if you're trying to locate the two most thoroughly discredited figures in the American foreign policy establishment, you'd probably pick Bob Gates and Condi Rice because few have done more to weaken this country. But again, most Americans don't know that because the media would never say that, ever, because Gates and Rice are paid up members of the club. And Gates and Rice want you to know, in their op-ed in the Post, that Ukraine is losing, badly. In fact, they write, unless the U.S. continues to prop up Ukraine's military and economy forever and fight Russia directly, that country will collapse and Putin could invade Malibu. Here we're quoting directly. (laughs) Ukraine's economy is in a shambles. Millions of its people have fled. Its infrastructure is being destroyed, and much of its mineral wealth, industrial capacity, and considerable agricultural land are under Russian control. Ukraine's military capability and economy are now entirely dependent on lifelines from the West, primarily the United States. End quote. Wait, what? Isn't that the opposite, the direct opposite of what you just saw, of what they've been telling all of us until, say, last week? Indeed, it is the opposite. Shouldn't we have known this, these facts, before Mitch McConnell signed off in yet another multi-billion dollar aid package to Zelensky and his wife? Yep, we should have known, but there was no way to know because the media wouldn't tell us. And they wouldn't tell us because they're controlled. And Ukraine is not the only war they have been lying about. How about Mexico? There's a full-blown civil war underway tonight, 100 yards from San Diego. The Mexican government has lost control of parts of its own country to the armies of the drug cartels, which are now powerful enough to threaten commercial air travel in Mexico. At least 150,000 people have died in this war so far. How many is that? Well, that's more than twice the number of deaths that the U.S. suffered during the entire Vietnam War. Wow. So there's a lot of disinformation out there, and it's not from the patriots. It's not from the people that uh, support Trump. Uh, we've been, our track record has proven to be very, very correct. 
Uh, and, and you know who said that was Elon Musk. Now, here's what's interesting. Okay, so did, did you hear that part, though, uh, uh, about who uh, Ukraine is winning? Um, well, there was a, uh, I saw this uh, Flynn uh, interview before Trump ever became, uh, got into office. This was like in 2015. And they were talking about like, is ISIS winning? And Flynn answers, Flight, uh, ISIS is winning, is what he said. And I said, ah, I said, yeah, Flynn. I said, that's this. This was after he was hired and then fired for, from Obama. The, the Flynn's were hired twice. And Flynn's brother actually got a huge promotion in the Pacific. Um, I think his name's Charles or Christopher, but, but he is a brother that got promotions under the Biden regime. And uh, it still has. And um, so I've never been a big fan of Flynn, General Flynn. And uh, I think he's an infiltrator uh, in this whole MAGA movement. And, um, and you know, I only say that because, you know, when you take a look at Flynn, uh, he was the first one to get fired. Uh, he flipped and cooperated with the FBI. And he was working with dirty agents in the FBI. And he didn't follow the tradecraft because he allowed himself to be alone in the room with the FBI so they could write up documents any way they wanted. It was a complete setup in a trap. And the setup in the trap wasn't so much to get Trump. It was, it was designed to protect the investigation surrounding the documents that Trump was surely to get related to Ukraine and relate, relate in Russia because there were documents that would have uh, could have been investigated, but for the fact that then an FBI investigation opened up and then a special counsel, and then when Trump got involved, they would say obstruction of justice, which is exactly the playbook that they used to get Nixon with Watergate. It was the Democrats and the socialists and the commies that basically burglarized the DNC and then basically made it uh, pin that burglary burglary on Nixon and Nixon took you know fell into the trap of trying to squash it and so it and as to not ruin his uh, second term that he won in a landslide but the liberals in Washington hated Nixon but he won that election in a landslide now Trump wins the election in a landslide but they rig it so, you know, go figure. It's even worse now because we have the Internet. Here's what I said in t- December 2nd, 2017. December 2nd, 2017. Now, I sound different because I, I have a cold, but here's what I said about Flynn. And who flipped and uh, is joined the FBI and is testi- has testified that he lied to the uh, or has joined the special counsel, and that he testified that he lied to the FBI. And, uh, you know, I said this on Paul Preston's show on Friday, and I said that, you know, I never was a big fan of Flynn, and I said this a long time ago. Um, this was not new. And I said the problem I had with Flynn was one day he was asked this question by the media about ISIS. 
And he said, they asked the question, is ISIS winning? And I, he answered the question. He said, ISIS is winning. And he was coming off like a big maverick to say that. And I said, that's disingenuous to high heaven because ISIS is neither winning or losing. They're doing exactly what the neocons paid them to do. You know, they overthrew Qaddafi. They took Qaddafi's booty. They stored it in Benghazi. And they took a boat and shipped everything to, uh, you know, to uh, ISIS to overthrow and destabilize Syria. They also destabilized Egypt. So, I mean, they surrounded Israel with destabilized countries in Syria and Egypt, resulting in a major league refugee crisis that uh, has, has just been uh, wreaking havoc all over Europe. In fact, uh, was it just in Germany, uh, I think uh, Friday or Thursday, that they just found a bomb? And you know, thank you, Angela Merkel, right? And Theresa May, again, out the lunch, trying to uh, call Trump to the carpet because Trump uh, retweeted a uh, Muslim, radical Muslim video uh, that was posted by uh, Britain First which they try to make out to be some sort of a racist group, and it certainly is not a racist group. What it is is concern for the safety and well-being of their citizens. So anyway, if you want to hear that, uh, that's uh, from December 2nd. You can go to uh, my podcast. You can go to scottadamshow.com. It's December 2nd, 2017. The hashtags are tax bill passed. And Flynn flipped. And uh, December 2nd, 2017, if you want to check that out. That's, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. Now, the part that I didn't know then, that I know now, is that ISIS was used to protect, as mercenaries, they were used to protect the oil fields. And the oil, and the reason why for the destabilization of Egypt and the overthrow of Libya, which is now a hellhole, um and to uh and to set up shop in Syria was th- because of oil pipeline passage uh and oil trucks passing oil and uh trains taking oil and basically it was going into Europe and into south uh, into Africa into into Africa so you need uh, Libya was a toll collector Egypt was a toll collector, and basically to get through into south uh, into into Africa, south into Africa from, you know, remember the oil fields in Iraq were not governed by any one entity. Who was going to control that? Iran. We didn't want to give it to Iran, so it was the patriotic thing to do. And by the way, people who got really rich off of the Afghan war and the Iraqi war was people like Mitt Romney. And his sidekick, Kofor Black, who was former CIA. So, I mean, it's just, it's just all right there. ISIS was a mercenary group paid and supported by America, whether it be through proxy, by not only getting rid of the toll collector in Gaddafi, but also taking all of his crap and giving it to ISIS to, to uh, pay the warriors... Uh, to pay the killers and to pay the mercenaries and to equip them with 
armored vehicles so that they could do their job and they would protect the oil and they would run it into Europe and they would run it into Africa and they would do it all on the black market, not sanctioned by the American government per se, but through this rogue relationship run out of the CIA and the State Department. Our State Department and our CIA are as corrupt as they could possibly be. They suck at what they do. They really are pathetic. There are a whole bunch of libtards over there that, that have it all wrong. And they do not have America first. And that's why they turned on Trump. I mean, it's disgusting. It really is absolutely disgusting. But that's where we are right now with that. All right, so... Um, I have a couple of other things I want to uh, check out. Um, all right, so I was covering covering what I needed to cover. I wanted to cover this here, uh, this investigation of the weaponization of government. So Jim Jordan is spearheading the weaponization of government. Um, that's going to be a big deal, a really big deal, really big show, all right? And uh, let's take a listen to this, because this is kind of an important uh, little montage here, a little clip. Investigating Hunter Biden. We're investigating Joe Biden. And I think any American who's kept up with the political process over the past two administrations would agree. We need to know uh, what is allowable and what isn't allowable with respect to uh, foreign adversarial uh, intervention among family members of presidents of the United States. It's about national security, bottom line. When it comes to Hunter Biden, it appears there is a large bipartisan support now for investigating Hunter. A recent Fox News poll finds 72% of voters think it is important for the DOJ to investigate Hunter's business dealings with foreign governments. And you can dig down into our polling. We talk to everybody. White House correspondent Peter Ducey has more. Peter. Republicans believe their new majority comes with a mandate to investigate. We have a duty to get into these agencies and look at how they have been weaponized to go against the very people they are supposed to represent, how they've infringed on First Amendment liberties of the American people. And we're going to do that. We're going to do it in a way that's consistent with the Constitution, but we're going to do it vigorously. We're going to do it aggressively because that's our job. Democrats will struggle to stop subpoenas, so they're claiming instead that the new majority is missing the point because the bigger issue in the midterm election was the economy and inflation. We have to govern. Democrats have to govern, fight, and lead. I think this week showed the clear contrast between us and them, and we have to continue to show that contrast between Republicans and Democrats. Republicans are playing with people's lives. Democrats are changing and saving lives. We have been told to expect investigations into COVID spending, the Afghanistan withdrawal, and the border with growing GOP calls to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, who says he won't resign. Are you prepared for the investigations? I am. I will be, and I'll continue to do my work throughout them. And they're ready here at the White House, too. The administration beefed up their staff of lawyers and comms experts over the last couple months. They are expecting a lot of subpoenas. Harris. Peter Ducey, thank you very much. Investigating Hunter. 
All right. So I want to go over uh, something uh, with you. I want to go over the chair chair uh, positions. Okay. So oh, one of the one of the other bits of news is that the Biden administration now wants to cut out gas stoves. Can you imagine? I I love gas stoves. I I'm not a big fan of electric stoves. I love gas stoves. I, I I'm the a cook in my household, and um, uh, that would be a that would be I would have to move. Um, but uh, in any case, Biden administration weighs nationwide ban on gas stoves again. Why? Because it helps. It it, it helps his family interests in their corrupt business business t- tactics. It's pretty pretty pathetic. Steve Scalise writes this this week. The House Republican, by the way, they voted to cut the 71, I think it was 71 or 77 million dollar IRS funding yesterday. That's great news, right? So that's going to be a huge um, uh, dent in the in the progress that the globalists had in store for America, which was CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. That's what that 87,000 was all about. The IRS 87,000 employees was all about central bank digital currencies. That's what it was. It's not about auditing the middle class. What it was, that was a ruse. They allowed that to, to go because they could defend what they're not doing. What they truly were doing was rolling out digital currency so they can control your speech, which we now know well, they were. It goes all the way to the top, the speech censorship uh, using the uh, big tech went all the way to the top. It's it's election rigging at its finest. You know, it's unbelievable that w- that the, the playing field we're on right now is so lost. Like these things would have put people in jail for life for election fraud twenty years ago. These things were not even thought of. The stuff that we're debating today, like transgender storytelling, would never even be a discussion 20 years ago. That would be like a no-brainer. All of a sudden, we're having like this meaningful discussion about it. It's ridiculous. It's like we have really slipped down to a, a level that's just unbelievable. So Steve, Steve Scalise... Uh, Made good on his IRS thing. Defund the 87,000 new IRS agents. He did that yesterday. He's going to select new chairs. He's got a really strong um, Homeland Security Committee now. The House Republican majority will move to pass legislation to establish a committee on the weaponization of the federal government against citizens, which is sad that we even have to have that. End SPR oil sales to China. That's the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Hold woke prosecutors accountable, okay? Hold woke. So you you can pass a law to prevent certain things from happening. Then they can contest it at the Supreme Court. Hold woke prosecutors accountable, okay? That's good. So we need the answer on justice. Emily Brooks writes this. She says, House GOP will vote on committee chairs today after steering committee Finished, and that's uh, Byron Donalds is now heading up that. Uh, he's the Florida uh, congressman. Finished making selections and contested races today after delay due to speakership fight. Catch up um, on it. He, okay, there's a link. Um, 
So here it is. Agriculture, Glenn Thompson. Appropriations, Kay Granger. Uh, armed services is still going to be Mike Rogers, the guy with the dupay that wanted to uh, fist fight uh, Matt Gates the other night. Budget, uh, Jody Arrington. Education and Workforce. Virginia Fox, Energy and Commerce, Kathy McMorris, Financial Services, Patrick McHenry, Foreign Affairs, uh, hopefully we're going to hold him to it, uh, that uh, that McCarthy said he's going to get rid of, um, get rid of uh, Ilhan Omar, Adam Schiff, um, you know, because they, they don't belong on these committee chairs. They lied to the American people. Michael McCall, I like him. Mark Green, Homeland Security. And then we got Judiciary, Jim Jordan. Natural Resources, Bruce Westerman. Oversight and Accountability, James Comer. I like James Comer a lot. Science, Space, and Technology, Frank Lucas. Small Business, Roger Williams. Transportation and Infrastructure, Sam Graves. Veterans Affairs, Mike Boast. And Ways and Means, Jason Smith. And of course, Ben Sass is gone, so... They're going to be a, there's going to be a, a real Republican, hopefully, in the Senate to replace him. Uh, let's take a listen to this interview with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene on Tucker last night. Oh. Fight, and that's what I've been doing for the past two years. Nothing has changed about that. I just want to lead the fight against the Democrats. And so the reason why I supported Kevin McCarthy is because of the agenda that he laid out and the agenda that our Republican conference agreed on. You see, I'm ready to investigate the Biden administration. I'm ready to hold the deep state and the intelligence community accountable for what they've done to Americans, censoring them and the way they're going after the Trump family, President Trump, his administration, staff and supporters. I'm sick and tired of watching the hypocrisy where people are being persecuted and rotting away in the D.C. jail, but yet Antifa and BLM members have been let off. And I don't want to see any more of our oil sold to China. That oil needs to stay here in the United States. And the amount of fentanyl poisoning that has happened to Americans is a reason for impeachment in my book, not just of Mayorkas, but of Joe Biden himself. These are the fights that I am ready to go on. And I didn't want to lie to the American people and let them think there was any chance that our conference could elect anyone else. There was no one else running, but there was an argument about the rules package. And I do think that was important for the American people because they saw the fight on the camera. But we're going to be waging yeah. those fights in our conference, and I'm ready to go. Amen. That's a good reason. Um, I just want to ask you really quickly about the news that just broke that Joe Biden, who's trying to put Donald Trump in jail for having classified documents at his home, also had classified documents at his office at the University of Pennsylvania. What do you make of this? Well, this is a huge story. It's very serious. As a matter of fact, Joe Biden conceivably stole those documents. What people need to understand is the president of the United States is the only one that can declassify documents, not the vice president. For Joe Biden to steal documents and have possession of them, this is a serious investigation, and the communists at NARA can't hide it anymore. And Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice, they have to be held accountable if they don't treat Joe Biden exactly the same way they're treating President Trump. It's ridiculous and it's shameful. Mayor Garland is shameful. The fact he's the Attorney General is shameful, I would say. He should be, um, he should be impeached. Yes. At least. Congressman. 
All right. So, you know, there's the there's the wrinkle there. Okay. This is kind of an important little tidbit. Is is that when Joe Biden took the documents, he was vice president. He wasn't president. He had no need to do that. Except that I I I think what it was was that he was covering up for Obama. I I believe that was the thing that was happening there is that he was the henchman. He was the dirty, rotten scoundrel that was basically covering up their crimes when they knew that uh when they knew that uh Joe Biden um when they knew when they knew that Trump was going to take the office. Let's take a listen to this short uh Donald Trump clip. Being shot by a lunatic who's uh, got a record of not so good and then they try and protect him and they do things what what they've done to that family but they shot her there was no reason and then they arrested because the mother Ashley was in a Babbitt. group and they arrested yesterday the mother of Ashley Babbitt so she loses her de- insult to injury right Ashley Babbitt's mother got arrested while this this Michael Bird character goes free uh which is pretty pretty sad in and of itself um i wanted to see if i could get to this one clip but i don't yeah um yeah i, I don't I, it was a kevin mccarthy clip and uh it was his promise that he on maria bartiroma that he would actually oh right here uh we might have enough time let's take a listen right here from the thing. eric swalwell cannot get a security clearance right here. in the public removing elon you've talked about Yes, I will. I'll keep that promise. And one thing I said from the very beginning, Eric Swalwell cannot get a security clearance in the public sector. Why would we ever give him a security clearance in the secrets to America? So I will not allow him to be on intel. You have Adam Schiff, who had lied to the American public time and again. We will not allow him to be on the Intel Committee either. And you look, Congresswoman Omar, her anti-Semitic comments that have gone forward. We're not going to allow her to be on foreign affairs. But we're also going to stand up to what's happening, not just in the halls in Congress, but what's happening into our higher education institutions. So there it is. So uh, we got to make sure that we hold Kevin McCarthy accountable. I think that... Uh, the MAGA America First uh, congressmen and women uh, are in a power position right now. The Freedom Caucus is stronger than it's ever been in the House of Representatives. And we just have to keep our eye on the prize, keep our, you know, trust but verify kind of thing. And that's what we're doing every day on this show. And if you want to help us do it every day on this show, go over to MAGAPAC.org. And make a donation because helping them helps Red State Talk Radio and the Scott Adams Show. Because we're all trying to push America First policies to make America great again. Also use Red State over at MyPillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Just to bury my kids right up to there.